재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 As most of you know, if you've been following international news, historic elections took place in Myanmar on Sunday. Their first national vote since uh, nominally civilian government, which was introduced in 2011 to replace the military junta, uh, had announced this. Uh, one political party certainly stood out. The opposition National League for Democracy, led by Nobel Peace Prize laureate Aung San Suu Kyi. Uh, some people say that this may... Now plant seeds of permanent change, but we still have to see how the military and the opposition will work together for a peaceful transfer of power. To give us more analysis on this, we're very pleased to have joining us the former Australian ambassador to Myanmar, now a visiting fellow at the Department of Political and Social Change at Australian National University, Trevor Wilson. Hello. Good evening. Ambassador Wilson, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, first, your thoughts on these historic elections? Well, there's no doubt it is a very uh, historic moment because this is the first election, uh, probably the first election ever in Myanmar, where uh, all parties were able to contest the election and all uh, leading candidates, leading leaders of the parties, were able to be candidates and to campaign. This wasn't the case in 2010 when the National League for Democracy declined to participate in the, in the elections and it wasn't the case in 1990 when Aung San Suu Kyi was under house arrest and was not able to be a candidate and was not allowed to campaign. So this is, in a sense, the first time that all of those restrictions have been lifted and we've had a clear and unequivocal expression of the views of the Myanmar people about who they want to lead the country. Now, as you mentioned, it was open and certainly a, a huge number of political parties contesting it. Were you in any way surprised at the results of the overwhelming victory for the NLD, or was this what has been the people's sentiment for quite a while now? Well, it's very hard to determine in any objective or, or scientific way what the attitude of the people, uh, political attitude of the people are, because there are no political opinion polls in, in Myanmar. Right. So you can't, you've got no evidence on which to base any kind of assessment mm. you make. Uh, I'm surprised by the size of the victory, by the scale, the extent of the victory, but but not by the fact that the National League for Democracy and Aung San Suu Kyi won. I think that was pretty widely expected, but I don't think anybody would have predicted that they would win by such a large margin. Uh, a couple of things, and people have been raising concerns. Um, the, the current government has said they will honour the results of this uh, election. Uh, do you believe that the transition of power will go smoothly? Well, I think it, the likelihood is that it will go relatively smoothly. Uh, it, they, they are operating under a constitution and the Myanmar people and the Myanmar bureaucracy and the politicians are very legalistic people. So they are going to be basically abiding by what's in the constitution, even though this constitution was one that was drafted under the military regime, which was abolished four years ago, mm -hmm. 
And although it's not a very democratic constitution, and Aung San Suu Kyi and the National League for Democracy have said they want to amend the constitution, they tried to amend it in the parliament earlier this year, and they were unsuccessful. So I think both the army and the outgoing government and the incoming government, the National League for Democracy, are probably all going to accept that they have to operate under the present constitution mm. for the time being until they can change it. And that's the law. Right. Now, there are no, then, concerns of what we witnessed back in 1990, where there could be a scenario where the junta could nullify these results once again and, and place Suu Kyi under house arrest? Well, I know people are saying that. Uh, I don't think people in many people in Myanmar are saying that because I think they understand the situation better. This is not the same as 1990. In 1990, the elections were for a constituent assembly, not for a national parliament. Mm. In 1990, there was no constitution. So, you know, there was no basis on which uh, a, a new government could be formed and under a, a constitution. The, the job of the people elected in 1990 was to draft a constitution, and they started doing that. And then that process uh, didn't work out. The National League for Democracy and Aung San Suu Kyi withdrew from that, and so you had this uh, constitution adopted, which was prepared basically by the military. And, and so... But the, the situation now is quite different. The government, the outgoing government, and the governing party, uh, dominated by the military, now, in this year, and the army, the commander-in-chief, Min Aung Hlaing, have said specifically time and time again mm. that they will respect the results of the election and they will uh, have a transfer of power. Uh, they still have certain rights under the Constitution. Uh, so the army is still very much... They have not completely lost their power or, or for that matter certain authority they can uh, the commander-in-chief can uh, nominate ministers who will be in charge of uh, defense mm -hmm. home, home affairs and border affairs uh, they still have 25 percent in all of the parliaments not just the national parliaments but even the, the state regional parliaments uh, and in an emergency the commander-in-chief takes control, not the president. And in the meantime, Aung San Suu Kyi is not qualified, not eligible to become president. So she could act as head of the government, head of the party that won the elections. And I don't think that they will really challenge her right to do that. I mean, this is such a sweeping, yeah. uh, overwhelming victory the army would be crazy, in my opinion, if they tried to go against that. I think the army actually probably expected something like this would happen, and they have actually allowed it to happen. Uh, and so they will probably now uh, go along with this while trying to protect their own interests. Now, what that means is that the, the meetings, the discussions, the negotiations that they have starting probably next week, are going to be probably drawn out mm. and they're not going to agree immediately and they're going to be complicated and they, they could have to come back and meet again so there won't be any press releases for the media 
to say that they've agreed on everything immediately. That's not going to happen. But this might help. It might mean that, in fact, they can have a, a peaceful transfer of power where they do agree on certain things uh, and where confrontation and violence uh, is avoided uh, and the will of the people is still respected. I think that's a good outcome. But we will have to be patient. It won't happen until March next year, probably. Yeah, certainly, uh, patience is a great recommendation here. Uh, many people have been drawing some parallels with the situation in the military junta ruling Myanmar and the situation here in North Korea, which, of course, is very relevant to our listeners and um, I yes. suppose some optimism and hope for change. Uh, we do have to leave it there, but Ambassador Wilson, uh, really appreciate your time and uh, certainly great to get these insights from you on these historical elections. Thank you very much, Thank sir. you very much. That was former Australian ambassador to Myanmar and visiting fellow at the Department of Political and Social Change at the Australian National University, Trevor Wilson. We've got Soul City News up next.